This week on the Pushable Legs podcast, it's part two of our Tony General Corps special takeover. We discussed the business aspect of training with free sessions, setting up his own brand and his new facility. Um, we go a bit off topic with stupid things and guest questions. So let's, we talked a bit about training, like flow stuff, look about um, all assessments and all that kind of stuff. So let's move a different avenue and look at PT, well, not physical therapy, Tony, we've already talked about that. So personal training from a different uh, aspect of more okay. of like the businessy side, because a hell of a lot of, obviously every single one of our listeners who is a, a trainer or in the fitness industry is doing some sort of businessy stuff at some point um, especially with social media um and so me and dan uh talked about uh free sessions and starting out etc so what was your thoughts on that dan so far i I think i think i think you should give away as many free sessions as possible (laughs) so me and dan will talk we'll talk just just now i think most people know our views what was our view dan uh, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, and I was kidding by with my response. But, yeah. <laughs> I know you guys knew I was kidding, but I want to make sure the listeners knew I was kidding. Yeah. So I think we've talked about it before and people may have approached maybe team box who Dan works for or, um, at third space or also push pull like, like online programming and just kind of, We'll we'll just stop by and try to get. I find getting kind of free advice and stuff that is going to take two minutes. That's I have no issue of like uh, just chatting yep, to somebody. That's absolutely fine. Yep. Um, as soon as you like, I think, if, I think this. But before we go on, Tom, just let me just go. I think this also counts for discounts. Before we go, carry on. Before we go, just three sessions as well, because we get a lot of people say to us, "Oh, I can't quite afford that," but yeah, you know, do you do any like discounts? I'm like. Uh, <laughs> all right yeah because uh i guess i guess in the industry I, I we don't i don't still really know why in our industry especially it's a really weird orientation especially when we worked in the gym together dan and it still obviously happens now when people buy blocks or buy sessions as they do but they'll they'll do the session but they'll pay two weeks down the road especially when you work in a basically our gym setting is a little bit more commercial um, and you're not taking money up front for sessions all the time. You can still book a, a few sessions in without them getting basically chucked out of the gym and they can still come in. Um, obviously, they'll try to take the money. They'll be like, oh, I, I don't carry my wallet to the gym. I'm very sorry. I'll pay for that next week. But if you walked into a supermarket and like, actually, I'm going to have like my shop this week and I'll just walk out the till and that'll be fine. But I will be back next week. That's fine. Um, but that's just going to be like 85 quid out of pocket. You're like, hang on a minute. That, that doesn't happen. Um, you kind of pay for what our service is. Um, mm. And the whole the whole... <laughs> freebie nature sorry dan go no i was just saying before we get tony's view i just wanted to say <laughs> my just one little thing i wanted to say on it is i actually think it's really insulting like yeah. really insulting like when i was a when i was a trainer and i used to you know the reception come down and go oh you know your your client you've just seen he owes for four sessions i'm like hang on he doesn't value my service enough to pay for it when he comes in he he thinks that it's just like oh it doesn't matter it's like oh who cares and it's like yeah, but that's that's my livelihood, and you don't care. The service I'm offering you clearly isn't good enough. Otherwise, you'd be paying the money. And you ask them, and they go, no, it's nothing to do with that. 
it's just I don't carry this on me or my money on me or my card, whatever reason, shitty reason they give. <laughs> and I actually used to get quite insulted because it's like I wouldn't go to a sh- like you say, go to a shop or go buy a jumper and be like, oh, um, I'm just going to try it on first and I- I'll let you know if I want to come back and pay for it. It's like, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and yeah, it really used to annoy me. So, so Tony put a post out, uh, I've got it up here, on 22nd of December, so right in Christmas time, so to cheer everybody up. Um, was <laughs> it gathered a lot of traction, mate? You, uh, you obviously did really well with it. Um, and then, <laughs> so with um, somebody that came into where you're you're set up now in Boston, uh, your place called Core, which is also in your name. Yeah. it's great how you've how you've done that. Yeah, um, good marketing, yeah. There, huh? <laughs> good branding. Um, so you. You, you're going to tell the story far better than myself and Dan. Well, you know, I there's nothing that I, I can – well, there's some I can add, but there's not a lot I can add to what you guys have already said that yeah. I couldn't agree with more. Um, you know, I think a lot of it as far as – it's the industry's fault to some degree that, that it happens um, because I think the expectation is that – Someone walks into a commercial gym, they want to get a membership, then, okay, we're going to offer you a session or two with a trainer uh, for free or discounted, and then, you know, we're, we're hopefully we'll be off to the races. And I think that's the expectation that a lot of people are the experience that they get, and then now they expect that every single time they go into a commercial gym, and in my case, a small studio where it, it literally is my livelihood, like I'm... Like that's how I make my living. Like, it, like the thing that what I disagree with people when I when I wrote the article, because um, my my opinion was I don't agree with giving discounts or free sessions. Because uh, what happened was this woman, very nice woman, came in, walked by. I was training some people. She poked her head in, and she's like, "Oh, um, that's my woman's voice, by the way. Sorry." Uh, <laughs> it's like. Oh, like uh, this is strength and conditioning. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I do strength and conditioning out of here, and um, I gave her my card and kind of gave her like a, a, a loose ten second elevator pitch, and I was like, feel free to email me with any questions. She emailed me that night. Like I got home that night, and there was an email from her, and she's like, oh, I'm so and so. I was the I was the woman that stopped by earlier. Um, I'm interested in myself, but more so for my two daughters who are in figure skating, and they currently go to this strength coach somewhere i don't know where i forgot where she said but you know you're you're like right down the street this would be great um like do can we get like a free session or uh whatever something to that effect i forgot the exact uh, exact words that she used um and of course i read it and i'm just like motherfucker like (laughs) you know like kind of roll my eyes and i'm like man like Exactly what dan said like you know most people wouldn't walk into a plumber to a dentist uh, to a lawyer and ask them, hey, can I get a taste of your services uh, before I hire you? Um, that just wouldn't happen. Um, and I get it. Like a lot of people's response to that would be like, well, you know, when you hire a plumber or you hire a dentist, you just want to get the service done. That's it. Like when someone hires a trainer, you know, they're 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 getting more than just the service. They're getting, you know, a relationship and rapport. And you know, I can respect that, but I'm still like. I, this isn't a garage sale. Like it's my livelihood. Like, you've, and you've just uh, described I, like three extra cool things that, like, and have... and, 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 and <laughs> like, if there's if there's time involved, like there there's an expectation that I expect to be compensated for my time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Yeah. So, I mean, I wrote a response back that was very respectful. I was like, sorry, I don't offer discounts. You know, I'm, I, I just, I don't. And then she, she, she passed, but which is fine. <laughs> and, um, you know, so yeah, that, that, that's kind of like my, uh, approach to it. It's just, yeah, I'm a small, like, it's one thing for like, people are like, well, um, you know, big chains offer it. Uh, and I, I, I forgot how they, they made the argument, but I was just like, yeah, well, I think uh, big chains can get away with it because, oh, who was it? Oh, someone brought up Netflix. Okay. They're like, well, Netflix gives away. You, no one's going to. Why do you think Netflix gives three, a uh, three-day trial, trial? Like they, want, they, they do it. Why, why won't you? And I was like, Netflix has like 20 million subscribers, if not more. <laughs> like I think, they can, I think they have enough uh, payroll or uh, revenue coming in that they can, they can, they can, do, they can do away with a, a 30-day trial because they know they're going to get people's. Um, and not to mention like going to the big box chain you know, big box chains have other revenues coming in. Like they have membership fees, like they have, you know, uh, uh, apparel, they have shakes, they have whatever, you know, when you're a small studio like myself, like it's just me, right? I, I have bills to pay. Um, so it, it just makes sense that I should be compensated for my time. Right. And, and don't, don't get me wrong. There, there's always exceptions to the rule. This is not to say that I, I never make exceptions or that I'm like very hundred percent stringent on it. Like, yes, I do make exceptions. Um, I mean, as an example, I have people come when I was at Krusty sports performance and even now people come in and observe all the time. Like there are coaches and trainers that come in and they'll spend an entire day hanging out with me, asking questions, watching me do assessments, watching me coach. I don't charge for that. Like I'm working like they, and I, I'm all for paying it forward and allowing people to, you know, see what I do. Like I have nothing to hide. Um, but when it comes down to doing an assessment, writing a program, taking the time to do that and then coach somebody like, yeah, I, I expect to be compensated for that. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's, 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 we get it a lot as well. Like obviously because, Online nutrition, online coaching as well is, is is a huge there's a huge problem with that in that yeah. we give out so much good content for free. Like yeah. like you do it as well with your you know, with your website and your blogs, like a ton. People yeah. people can people could pick up a program, run with it from you listening to you for a week or two weeks, listening to some podcasts, they could pick up a decent enough program, probably assess themselves to a degree and kind of really kind of go, you know what, I can I can not hurt myself, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the same with nutrition. It's like the amount of free stuff we give out. It's like, I've told you, it's about a calorie deficit. Put yourself in a calorie deficit. Like, I've, I've, I've put it there on Facebook for the last year. Go and read it. Like, you know what to do. So why are you asking me for, like, me to help you for free? Because I've already given you so much information that you need to apply to yourself first before you're in a position to understand why coaching is even going to benefit you. Like, yeah, that's the other thing is that people don't understand what, what they're going to get out of coaching. So they think that by having one free session, they're going to all of a sudden understand it. And it's like, okay, let's say you give that free session. Well, you don't know what they want because some person, someone might want to just come out of the session, never be able to walk again because their doms are so bad. One person might want to come out of there never having that feeling. And you, you just have no idea what they want to get out of that one session. Like what's a successful session to them. Right. Um, right. You can't ever find that out in an hour. And it's the same with nutrition. It's like, okay, Let's say that I, you know, I'd said to you, look, we're going to set you up for your nutrition for free for two weeks. It's like you need to understand what that means and what you're going to get out of it and how that's going to set you up and help you, not think of it as a, oh, I'm just going to rinse this for everything I've got and hope for the best. 
Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's really frustrating sometimes. You kind of think to yourself, the amount we give as coaches for free because we enjoy it and we love our jobs, that it's, that's, that's what's taken for granted, the fact that we're passionate about what we do. It's like if we hated our jobs, oh, yeah, I understand why you charge for it, but you clearly enjoy your job, so, well, so what? Like, so I shouldn't get paid. Yeah. Like, that? <laughs> it just, it, that's the thing that frustrates me the most is people assume that because you enjoy your job that it doesn't matter if you get paid or not for it. Yeah, and you know, I think you kind of alluded to it already, Dan, but I think another important point to consider in this conversation is something that my former business partner, P2P, brought up and that, um, no, I just lost my train of thought, but he, <laughs> he, he says something very profound. Um, <laughs> Go look it up. I'm uh, sure it's somewhere there. <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Um, so like I don't, for example, I don't, I don't offer um, uh, discounts for um, buying more sessions or I don't offer like, hey, I want like I, if I get somebody in for an assessment, I'm not like, hey, here's what it would cost to sign up for six months. Right. That's a big fucking number for a lot of people. Like, you know, out of, on day one, they barely know you. And now you're asking them for two thousand dollars. Like, you know, that's that's a bit absurd. So myself, like I even now, like I, I go by the month. I want to earn people's business on a month by month basis. Like I have to do my job as a coach, write good programs, um, be able to regress progress on, on the fly when they walk in feeling like crap or this hurts or you know they just had a horrible night's sleep um you know so that's another thing to consider is you know i'd rather earn people's business month by month rather than say out of the right out of the gate like here buy this huge package for 30 sessions and then and then boom we're, we're good to go right no I, I don't i don't think that works for a lot of trainers or patrons. I don't. I, I don't think that's a, a great business model. Um, I think the better, because then again, you're right. It, it a part of our industry is building relationships. Let's let's not kid ourselves. Like that is a big part. I mean, there's a lot of shitty trainers that keep keep people because they're great conversationalists, not because they're good trainers, right? So people are paying for that service with quotation marks. I'm saying it like you know, you guys can see me do it. But, um, <laughs> It, uh, no, it's just, uh, and if, you know, honestly, like if I'm, I'm all for giving people a refund, if they feel like we're not a good match after the fact, cause I think that's another argument people will make. Well, they're like, well, if you don't give them a free session, then they're not going to, you're not going to know if you're a good fit or maybe you won't be a good fit. And then I'm like, fine. Like if, if after a month or whatever, they feel like that we're not a good fit, then cool. But they're still going to pay for my time. Right. And if they, and after two weeks, if they bought a month of training and after two weeks they say, Hey, I'm not really into this or I'm perfectly fine refunding them what they haven't used. Like I'm not, I'm not an asshole. Right. And it's just, that's just being a good business person. Right. So, um, you know, those are, I mean, this is a huge conversation. I'm yeah. sure we could have probably easily talked about this for two hours, but <laughs> that, those are just kind of like my, my, uh, my big bullet pointed, um, uh, points to make on, on that front. Cool. So leading into that, like, cause obviously a lot of guys you've alluded to it in this podcast as well, know you from crazy sports performance. Um, a mm -hmm. lot of the stuff that was set up through there and more recently you started up core in boston and um that is your own project so yeah. with you starting that out are there tips basically we're looking for any tips any mistakes that you've made um kind of as you've gone along that 
that journey leaving leaving a, a company and then going by yourself yeah. much i guess you you and dan can talk about this more because i'm still employed so i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, I can't speak for Dan, and I, I want him to chime in on this, uh, but I, I have to assume we're probably pretty similar in that it's scary to go off on your own. Like, you know, leaving leaving Cresty Sports Performance, a, a, a well-renowned facility, um, you know, it's a well-known place um, I helped build. Uh, I was there for eight years, and to leave that after eight years was pretty pretty daunting. Like, it wasn't it wasn't an easy choice, but... Uh, the reason why I left was that it was it was time. Like I, um, I spent those eight years, yeah, helping to build that brand and being an, an ambassador of that brand. But I was lucky too in that I was able to build my brand too. So I was able to build my website, um, to build my social media presence, to start dabbling in speaking engagements, and then that dabbled into me and Dean doing our stuff together. Um, you know, so while I was still under Cresty Sports Performance and I was able to use that as leverage, um, I was still building my brand. And, you know, then eventually, you know, I get married and Lisa and I start discussing, like, what are our goals? What do we want to do? And um, it was just time to leave. And uh, I, I actually credit, I think you guys might know who he is, Todd Bumgarner. Okay. Um, the really, really phenomenal coach here in the states him and him and his uh, partner do the the strength faction which is coaching for coaches i would definitely suggest people look that out i get no no kickback in saying that it's just a <laughs> it's a great it's an awesome awesome group of people um but todd he stayed with me uh in boston one weekend because he was coming into town he was doing a speaking engagement for equinox and uh, when i found out he was doing that i was like hey dude i'd love you why don't you stay with me i'll then I'll go with you. I can, I'll, I'll listen in and we can just hang out for a day or two. And that's what we did. And it was right at the brink of when I was like, I'm thinking about leaving Cresty sports performance and kind of doing my own thing. Um, and the, the, the difference between me leaving though, is I wasn't looking to start my own gym. Right. I think that's a big, uh, um, expectation or a mistake that a lot of trainers, like they think like the Holy Mecca, uh, or peak of this industry is gym ownership. Yeah. And I would say that's bullshit, <laughs> right? Because it, it is not for everyone at all because it isn't just about buying a bunch of fancy equipment and flipping the lights on and people are just going to show up, right? That is not what happens. <laughs> and I think Dan could probably speak to that, um, you know, especially when even if you're doing online stuff, like people aren't just going to miraculously show up and email you. Um, there, there is a career capital you have to build in order for that to happen. Um, so I, I got into a situation where I was able to sublease. So there's a woman that was a mile from my apartment and she already had an established place and very little equipment. So when I met with her, I was like, yeah, I live a mile away. This would be great. I could, I could train people out here, but could I, could I bring in my own equipment? Like, could I vomit strength and conditioning in here? And she was like, yeah, cool, do it. Um, so I bought a rack, I bought some dumbbells and plates and barbells and, you know, equipped it with the equipment I needed. Um, and I was subleasing under her. I was basically paying an hourly rent to use the space, which was great for me because I, I had no overhead. All I had to pay for was the time I used it. Right. And, you know, and it was cool. Like I, when I left Cresty Sports Performance, because I already was a recognizable name, uh, I had people when I, when I, when I, put it out to the world that I was going to be in Boston, you know, I had people reach out right out of the get-go. I think I had 10 people right 
out of the gate and say, hey, I want to train with you. I was like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was very lucky, but also I also have to remember that I, I, I spent eight years building a brand and doing hard work um, to be able to do that out of the gate. And not, not a lot of people can say that. Um, and then it came to where I, I actually took over the lease. And actually, wait, going back to Todd, I, I talked about Todd Bobgarner. I didn't even finish my story with him. <laughs> um, he, was, he basically said to me, like, listen, like, the only way you're going to do it is if you scare the shit out of yourself. Right. That's the only way that you're going to do it and that you're going to succeed. And and that I think it was 13 words the way he said it. It, it resonated with me so much. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then that led to me finding this sublease thing. Um, and then. But yeah, now I, I took over the lease about six months ago. So it is my studio now. I call it core. And uh, it's kind of cool. Like I have I'm there four days a week. I have trainers subleasing under me, which helps me with overhead. And, you know, what was nice was that Pete Dupuis kind of helped me out. I kind of gave him a loose business plan. It's like, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Here's what's going to happen. Here's the overhead. Here's what's going to happen with equipment. And he gave me the thumbs up. He's like, dude, you kind of be stupid not to do this. So um, that was reassuring. <laughs> that wasn't a, a, a complete moron from the, from the business standpoint. And, um, yeah, it's been great. Like, I, I still am able to do my writing. I'm still able to travel. Um, you know, right when I went to London in August was right about the time when I just started taking over the place. So um, I can still do that stuff, and it's it's been a good fit. Like I can't, I don't, I don't have a ton of uh, complaints. Like there's always stuff that you never realize that you have to do as a business owner. Like you know, outside of like yeah, you got to pay your rent and equipment upkeep and doing the own cleaning and taking out the garbage and you know, but you have to do accounting uh, and stuff like that, which is a little bit time consuming but um it's been great so um i don't know if you guys had any particular questions as far as like anything specific <laughs> but that's kind of like the that's kind of like the 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 my my foray into entrepreneurship so to speak and then yeah building an online brand is a whole nother conversation but yeah. um yeah i know I, I i know dan probably wants to chime in on this too so <laughs> i mean interesting to hear yeah, your thoughts I, yeah, I mean, I think, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head with, like, your shit's scared the whole time. Like, it's just, I mean, I remember when I decided to leave, it was a case of, you know, I, I was doing 80 to 100 hours a week in the gym, the same clients. A week? Who had a month, sorry. <laughs> I was like, man, do it. Man, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, sorry. Um, yeah, so 80 to 100 a month, and, and I was kind of doing, like, at the time, I was still doing online training with nutrition as well, and I always knew that nutrition was my thing more than training. Like, I, I, I again, I, I'm not, I'm quite humble. I'm, I'm an okay trainer. I can get people moving. I can get them strong. But I was like, at that time, it was kind of like I was working with people that I, I could comfortably work with. But I was like, it's not really what I want to do because I, I was always trying to get into nutrition with them, with these guys, and face to face, they just weren't bothered, just didn't care, they didn't didn't want it enough. So it was one of those where I was like, right, I was doing the online stuff at the time, I had say ten to fifteen clients, um, and I just said to myself, right, I'm bored. I was like, I'm bored here. I was like, there's no progression for me here. I was like, the gym haven't approached me um, to ask about taking me on to help with nutrition anywhere across the gym brand. I was like, they're never going to ask me. I was like, fuck this. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scare myself shitless. And um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I did it all in once. Like, literally, had a kid, and like we said, right, let's move. Like within, I think she was six months. And we said like, we're moving yeah, right. cities. Um, 
And I'm really lucky that my best friend is my kind of like one of my business partners. There's six of us that work together and we've basically decided to build a brand. And we said, right, there's six of us that work together. We're all online. We all make a decent enough living. And, and like you mentioned about gym ownership being like the mecca for, for PTs, I think that online training, online coaching seems to be the mecca for nutritionists or like people yeah. in nutrition. And I'm like, there must be this vision that people think like I am in my bedroom here. Like literally I'm not. I'm not in like some kind of amazing condo in like, you know, <laughs> up in the hills. I'm not on the beach. Like I do work at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. on a Friday night like it is now. Like I'm not living the life that people yeah. think you are. And and I actually that's, think that's, it's harder. I think it's more time consuming doing online stuff. Yeah, definitely. And like my, my missus is always having a go at me. She's like, you're on your phone a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but I've kind of got to be like, it's just unfortunately part and parcel of, of the job. And like, your days off kind of merge all into nothing. You're just mm -hmm. on like the whole time. And it's like, but every day I wake up and I look forward to doing what I'm doing, but I also wake up with this fear that it's not going to be there one day. And, and Steve, who's, who's the guy I work with real close, uh, my best, one of my best mates, he, he, his fear that drives him is he never wants to have to do another job interview ever again. And like, mm -hmm. that's such a big driver. It's like, we want to be in charge of what we do. We're never going to be millionaires. We're never going to be super rich, but we love what we do every mm -hmm. day and that's more important than like you say kind of just just assuming that this is like the holy grail it's it's right for some people and it's not right for others like i need to be scared shitless to motivate myself to do this and i really enjoy it but um i think tom will 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 say that even at the gym at times i would appear somewhat unmotivated i would kind of go to me like what what am i doing like I'm just seeing the same people. It's like, I'm kind of, and the thing that drove me was my nutrition was that's the thing that got me psyched up. I was like, I'm really looking forward to this. And I just had to make a choice of which one. Um, and I just, yeah, I wanted to scare myself shitless and I did it. And, but it's not for everyone because people no. like you say, will fail. They won't realize they need to do their tax returns. They need to be on top of their accounts. And yeah. They need to constantly be innovating. That's the other thing as well is people, I think people assume that I'm just sitting here dealing with my clients on a day-to-day -day basis. And like, we dedicate two days of the week just to sitting down and talking about what are we doing? Where's the future? What's, what's this week look like? What's next month? Like what's the summer look like? What does 2018 look like? And people just assume, I think that you're just writing an article for a blog and it's just like, there's a, there's no reason other than you just wrote it and put it out. It's like, no, it, it fits into a longer term plan, but you just don't know what that is. And right. I think a lot of people who try and copy a lot of work we do, which they do, um, they don't realize that they just copy it and think, Oh, that, that's the right thing to do because they're doing it. And mm -hmm. you must get it a lot as well with training. It's like, oh, I've seen it on Tony Gentleman's page. So I'm going to do body flow. I'm going to do that as a warm up for all my clients now. No, you don't understand the concept behind it and why it's useful. You're just copying. Um, and I think that's what people get get wrong is they think they're going to go into online coaching or they're going to own their own gym and they're just going to copy something they've seen without understanding the philosophy or the principles behind it. And that's why I tell every new trainer that they they absolutely should work in a commercial gym to begin with for a minimum of two years, one, two, three years. I'm like, I spent the first five years of my career working in commercial gym setting, right? So before I, before I trained my first professional athlete, it was like year six of my career. <laughs> so I, it's not like I just walked into like, Hey, I'm training professional baseball players, right? <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I, I, I worked in a commercial gym for five years and 
I, I tell all new because I get emails all the time from people like, oh, I'd love to be where you are or how do I get my name out there more? I was like, well, I'm in year 15 of my career and I feel like I'm just <laughs> I feel like I'm just starting to get it. Um, I, I encourage you to work in a commercial gym. It's going to be shitty. It's going to be shitty hours. Um, but that's the only way you're going to gain experience. And yeah. working with a very diverse group of people. But then, like I know, Dan, you said you got burnt out, but you've also been doing it for X amount of years and you gained experience and you started to figure out what you what you kind of gravitated towards. Like it took you years of experience to do that, right? And same with Tom. Yeah, like, yeah. and the, the other thing about, about me and Tom that's a bit different is that we actually both worked with professional athletes first. Like straight out of straight out of uni, like I was straight in. I, I go fuck myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but no, it comes it comes back to that though. And the reason that I want to touch on it is because it's really really important. Is that I I did that for two years, and it was fucking awful. Like the, they're the yeah. worst people to train. They are the it's worst not, people to train. Not, uh, they, yeah, they it's don't not, care it's not about all you for sure. No, like they don't care about you. They don't turn up on time. They don't do what you tell them to do. They don't care about what you say. Um and it was really nice to go into the into the setting because there was trainers that we were working with that were going, oh, I want to work with professional athletes. Like, why would you do this? Why would you come here? And I'm like, well, maybe you should be asking the question, like, why would we do that? <laughs> yeah. And rather, rather than thinking that that's the holy grail, why not think, hang on, these guys have been working with these guys for two years and they've come now to work in a commercial gym with everyday general pop. That's the, that's the bigger question to ask. It's like, why have you done that? Not why do you want to work with professional athletes? It's like, why would someone working with professional athletes want to not stop you know stop doing that and like you found they are they are quite hard to work with like without kind of being not derogatory to them but i mean <laughs> soccer over here or football over here is a bit different i imagine to baseball and american football because in america i think the the athlete sense of, of all sports is a lot bigger than it is over here over here they are literally pussies they're pansies they're just useless. <laughs> uh, so there's also that aspect that it is a bit different over here but um, yeah, I couldn't think of anything worse. Like I've even in nutrition, like I wouldn't, if someone said to me now, you can earn what you're earning now, but work nine to five in a football club, I'd say, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it doesn't, in, it doesn't interest me in the slightest. And people find that really fascinating. I find it's like, no, they're not that great. Yeah. They're not just, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, Go, like, yeah, no it's because obviously from my experience because yeah both me and dan literally at first base we arrived within three weeks of each other and we've both been on very very similar we both did our bachelor's degrees sports science snc then we both went and did our master's degrees um in slightly different fields then we both went and worked in professional soccer for dan was at a club that was slightly higher than me and he'll keep rubbing it in it was one league higher um and that was it <laughs> they're both professional they go both getting paid stupid amounts of money we both got promoted so we didn't see each other um and then we both hated it and then we both came out and worked at third space within about three months yeah. and we were just like yeah this is better like we can actually organize our diaries i don't have to i think one of the gripes that you had dan was like oh right it's it's the off season so everybody all the players are on holiday and then you get you get your schedule out you're like oh no no dan you're you're coming in uh tuesday thursday the injured players need to see you i was like well well when's my off season then when 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 do i get my holiday it was like no that's that's not that's not applicable mate you're, you're here to serve the players and then that is it that was what we found well what especially what i found with uh working with elite athletes it was it was always the hierarchy system i had an issue with um which i i I feel maybe in the States, maybe it might just be through media and social media and stuff, it looks better. But 
over here it's it's not right well uh, i my experience was different because i was private sector so yeah, i wasn't course. i wasn't working for an organization or so we we opened up Cressy sports performance and um they came to us really you know mm-hmm. so what, what what was different about my experience was um you know boston in the winter is not pleasant <laughs> um and for and the guy the, the guys who would want to travel here to do their off-season training um, as opposed to going to Florida or going to Arizona, where the weather is beautiful this time of year, um, you kind of we were kind of getting guys we knew who were there to work, and we're gonna tell are gonna be uh, do what we told them to do. Um, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's a few prima donnas and guys that you know were hard to deal with, but those yeah. those are few and far between on my end. But that's but but that is because we were private sector, like For we sure. weren't. It was our it was it was our facility so um but i don't i don't know honestly i don't think the experience here in the states is any different like i know plenty of coaches who work for as a strength and conditioning coach for professional teams and it's to grind like you have to travel with the team and, and a lot of times they're, they're not just a strength and conditioning coach they're also traveling they're also doing uh uh making the travel schedule uh they're doing like off like laundry like they're it's think, like it's uh, like yeah one of the one of the ones uh we were uh so away at cardiff it was my first ever game like away with the squad and we'd stay there the night before and uh and i i haven't got background in nutrition at all yet we're staying in a hotel so all the players are lined up and they were like oh tom go uh, stand at the uh the breakfast buffet for me and just uh kind of um so let the players know what they can eat and i was like excuse me what uh <laughs> i was like the day of the game you're there like I'm, everything i'm like yeah i was just like i, yeah. I, I like lifting heavy uh everything possible they just need as much energy and i i took uh, what i didn't get was obviously my background's in snc i'm I'm like snc and biomechanist i was like i have no idea what uh, what bacon i don't know bacon and eggs and stuff and <laughs> yeah. they were just like go eat that yeah. <laughs> it was just like it's all good it's like just eat it they had to go with like no you're not allowed this fried one you're not allowed this one you're not allowed this so it was just it was really really odd experience for me and i was just like maybe maybe even that early i kind of knew that, that maybe being the jack of all trades especially we, we both had to do like basically unpaid internships to get into yeah. professional football yeah. it, which is which is hard in itself we see jobs now that get advertised in around and we're like oh my god um that is how how many hours you're going to be doing and for literally like nothing and it's just it's yeah we 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 realize that it's it can be we're on the other side of it so we know what it's been and we've we probably wouldn't have got where we were today without realizing it and doing it but it's Mm -hmm. uh it's just it's a hard kind of pill to swallow when you're like all right i'm giving these services away again linking back giving all these services away for free essentially and just doing it and being being there Uh, i think we've linked onto that a little bit more so before we uh, kind of head into Brad Loomis territory of talking for six hours. Um, let's. <laughs> Sorry, we've had we had the guest on from 3DMJ, and we I think me and him are both. Oh, was that just, was that a long uh, one? Yeah, that was a long one. Right, <laughs> we talked about powerlifting. That was just me and him. It was just like, oh my well, god, that's even it. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think what we'd lead to is. So I think we briefly mentioned Tony. Actually, um, this is probably the point of the podcast where. Obviously, you're, you've got a big, massive social media presence, Tony, but probably what the people would like to know. Um, um, any kind of follow, followers that haven't followed Tony that follow us, obviously go. You can spout out any 
any stuff that you want to post out now, Tony, and obviously your workshops as well is probably the biggest thing you want to want to talk about, right? Um, well, yeah, home home base is my website. So really, anything that whether it's social media, uh, blog, speaking engage, uh, upcoming speaking engagements, products, it's just being my website. So they could they could get all that information there. Um, yeah, complete shoulder and hip workshop was the workshop that Dean and I did that we filmed, and people seem to be very receptive of it. And we're yep. hoping to uh, do a couple of of those this year. Um, obviously, with with a little one on the way, I'm not going to be as prolific with my travel schedule, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll, I'm still going to try to sneak it in. And actually, Lisa and I are trying to plan a um, European extravaganza in like early mid August. Um, so we're hoping to make it over there again. I got, I got a couple prospects. Uh, I hope London is one of them, but, uh, <laughs> wink, wink time. I'm, yeah, I'm that would work. <laughs> uh, but, uh, um, but yeah, we're, there's a, there's a few, uh, spots that, uh, I got asked to go to, um, in August. So, um, but yeah, home, like my website would be really the, if anyone's interested, that's where all social media links are and everything like that. Awesome. Um, yeah, with that on the back end of that, so... We play our well, not play our game. So it's a fully well. It's not well, game, Tom. This is not real game. serious. It's real, it is probably serious. And it's probably it's it's turned the most in, educational part of the podcast. <laughs> it's turned into something that both of us are kind of reasonably well known for now, um, and we get kind of tagged across uh, by a multitude of listeners uh, in on Facebook. Um, and Instagram, just to, from posts that maybe are from fitness professionals or not so fitness professionals, gurus, we prefer to yeah. use the term. They use the term yeah. guru, so for us it seems... Oh, I hate that term. Yeah, it seems like a derogatory term to me, yet they'll quite freely use it. Um, so it's uh, stupid things on the internet this week. So Dan, have you? I've, I've got a few things I've just written down um, that actually... It's not from this week, but it, it will always feature on Stupid Things because it, it has to. Because I know I've I've followed Tony for about since I've been a trainer, so um, so three or four or five years or whatever. So I know the stuff that kind of pisses him off. Um, is there anything Dan that you've seen this week or that we've been talking? There's been probably been a couple of things, but oh yeah, there's always stuff. But I want to hear what if Tony's seen anything. I I've got right. stuff. I can reel stuff off all day long, mate. I I sit on the. <laughs> Is there anything, Tony, you'd wish to talk about? Um, you know, there, there's a few. I, I'm pretty laid back. Like, I, I, I find it comical when I get on Facebook. Mostly, like, I think, well, first of all, I avoid YouTube comments like the plague. That is like the, <laughs> that is like the, that is the pit of the internet right there. Um, but I, I always, yeah, I get on Facebook and people, people take themselves too seriously. <laughs> And they complain about the dumbest things, but like I know this time of year, it's it's kind of the thing to do to give to like uh, uh, spew out these like top trainers to follow lists, um, like follow follow these twenty trainers or follow whatever. Um, and I get on some of them, which and, and believe me, it's always an honor. Um, you know, I don't I don't put much credence in it. Like it's cool to be named amongst your peers but again it's just some random person's website it doesn't really mean anything um but then the funny part is when people in the comment section will argue over that person's opinion of who he feels is, is like the people to follow like you know and they're like well why isn't so-and-so on or why isn't he on or why why isn't she on it or or and then they start talking about people's character like why they shouldn't be on it and i that stuff to me is very um 
it dumbfounds me. I'm just like, really? Like, this is how much extra time you have that you're, 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 you have enough time to get on Facebook and bitch about someone else's list. It's their opinion of who to follow. Like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't mean anything. Like, and again, don't get me wrong. It's always cool to be part of these lists. But, man, like, people, wow. It, it, that, that, I would say as of, as of this week, that's the thing that's kind of been on my radar. I mean, so covering, let's cover a couple of topics. So, Dan, you have, have tagged me in a post I said probably five times in the last kind of, uh, I don't know, Month. Oh no! I want to choose. The, I want to choose the other one about the carrots. That was just, <laughs> that was just like, like I. I, I was yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another one. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Oh, so I can't talk about the carrot one. I'm you can talk about one, the one. carrot one. That's fine. Yeah, to go, yeah, go there. We'll the save that one. one for another one. Carrots, carrots, carrots. Like so, I want to. I want to. I'm going to read it word, literally word for word. Okay, this is this is legit. So this is someone's detox carrot salad. One carrot grated lengthways removes dangerous toxins bacterial overgrowth and excess estrogen helps clean our colon and is great for bowel regularity for a start what happens if you cut it up does it have to yeah. be grated like is that is that some anyway <laughs> that's legit apparently uh, and then apparently there's research for it apparently um and the other one is they add white wine vinegar which stimulates hcl aids digest di- digestion and is also anti-microbial <laughs> uh, and of course it has coconut oil in it of course which helps improve metabolism thyroid and progesterone production and suppresses bacterial growth in the intestine now the fact that this is promoted by a female figure athlete who is quite clearly taking something more than just carrot salads that's helping to get in a condition <laughs> she's in is not even here nor there but it was just like it really frustrates me because that's been shared for i think it's something like forty thousand times or four four hundred Share, shared forty thousand shared like a ridiculous wow. amount like she has like forty thousand followers um like you know it it didn't like it didn't take me long to just sit there and, and weep while reading it but it's yeah. just like the problem is these people have this platform yeah and it and it kind of like goes like yeah i think it was just four 360 shares. So yeah, not not 40,000. <laughs> I was going to say 40,000 shares. Yeah. I'm like, my god. <laughs> no, she has 40,000. She has 40,000 followers. That's well, still what. significant. Yeah. So, you know, 400 shares, 3,000 people like interacting with the post and it's just it's really baffling. It just it frustrates the hell out of me. Like it's I think sometimes with training, we see this um we see this stuff that that's bad. And a lot of people are quick to go, that's just clearly stupid. Or a lot of the time with training, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, this can work. This might work. Um, but with a lot of the time nutrition, it's like, no, this is the only thing that works. Like you said before, like it's like, I know you're a Star Wars fan, but it's like Sith Lords. They only deal in absolutes. It's like they're literally like, it's that or nothing. It's like, no, be a Jedi. Think a bit more logically about it. And it really frustrates me that that person gets so much exposure because they talk about grating la- carrots lengthways. And then the other one I saw earlier was a flipping cutting an onion and putting it in on the bottom of your feet and putting a sock on and it removes all your toxins out of your body. Wow, oh, I never heard that before. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, this is what I thought of it. But apparently that borders on nutrition. I got tagged in that one as well. It's like... <laughs> and it's just... But you know, when you, you know when you sit back and think, am I just being like narrow-minded about this or... Or am I, you know, is it is it something wrong with me? And then I go, no, it's not. It's definitely not. So, like, why do people believe this? Like, how does how does it cross your mind to go, oh, I tell you what will work? 
I've got, I feel a bit ill, so I'm going to put a, an onion at the bottom of my foot with a sock on, and I'll be, I'll be sorted in the morning. Like, but then they wake up in the morning and they don't have their cold anymore, and it can't be your immune system. No, can't be that. Can't be that you know you've just got over it and you feel better. It's the onion. It's definitely the onion. I'm going to do that again, and it's just like fucking hell. Like seriously, and you, I feel really bad because I really want to say something, but I would just it would just come out derogatory, and it's just not. I want to come yeah, across, not, but. Honestly, Dan, it's not worth it. Really, it's <laughs> like you know. I, th- I, I mean, that that that's another conversation in of itself. Like I, 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 you know, yeah. We there's a lot of stuff I disagree with, and every now and then I'll comment. But you know, like talk open, openly. Uh, uh, I mean, I think you would do it in a way where you would back it up with anecdotal, scientific. Like and just saying, like you're a fucking moron. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. I, I guarantee you would say it in a very professional manner. But I think a lot of times, like people just need to like turn the page, move on with their life. Um, it's not yeah. the end of the world. Like, you know, I know it's hard to do that. Oh, I've got, I've got better at it. Trust me, I definitely have got a lot better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This oh, yeah, because it means I can rant and I can, I can let it out, and it's <laughs> All right, cool. Um, let's just ask for the last couple of minutes. Have we got any kind of gentle to calm Tony down? Basically, any gentle questions that we can ask him? It's completely off topic. Is that another pun there? Flipping out. Oh, <laughs> <God. laughs> you're the master, Tony. There, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, favorite burger? You can have anything in a burger. What would you have? So this is going to sound weird. There's actually uh, a place here in Boston called, uh, ironically enough, the Boston Burger Company. Oh wow! Um, and they they have. <laughs> They have a, a burger there. It's called the King, and here's what it has on it. It has bacon. Okay, that's a no. That's a no. That's a no-brainer. So it's bacon, cinnamon, uh, banana, peanut butter, and I can get bored with that. No, I, yeah, it I, is. I, it is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you know, and I, I I love peanut butter banana sandwiches. So then you just add bacon and a burger, oh. and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm down. Like to some people, like I tell them about it, like, what are you kidding me? I was like, it is so good. Um, I can see how that works. Did they fry yeah. the banana? No. no, no. Just I'm gonna try. It. That's what I'm just gonna try it. I just need to know. Yeah. That's oh, I'm sure. It's, but it's like the the cinnamon they use is like a a cinnamon like sugary paste. I don't think it just sprinkles cinnamon on there. It's like a. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like it's some kind of like it's, it's some kind like, of like sweet. Yeah, it's like a sweet thing, but I'm sure maybe he was like Nutella or something. I don't know, but uh, um, yeah, it's delicious. It's awesome. And, and what any, you can have any milkshake with it? What would you have? Uh, I would just go straight up with that. Just straight up chocolate. It's pretty, pretty, pretty plain. Maybe maybe sprinkle some Oreos in there or something or some Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. You, if you didn't have it with, you can't. Because I think naturally we go towards peanut butter or like Reese's or something like that. But if exactly. It's, if but you I got the peanut butter in the burger, so I figure I just go plain, yeah, plain yeah. chocolate. That's, so I see where you're going with that. That's that's be fine. Yeah, I agree. I, I would always just go chocolate peanut butter, but yeah. you know, with with peanut butter in the burger, they can't. <laughs> cool. So um, I think we asked Lisa a best best egg preparation. Oh, I just go omelet. That's exactly like, what I, she said I, to I, you. I, yeah. <laughs> I have. Well, she, it's like she knows me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I have every morning. I get up and um, I make a, a five or six egg omelet, and I go. Um, I I I alternate between just straight up butter, or sometimes I use coconut oil. Um, it depends. 
if we run out of butter, then I got to kind of use coconut oil, but usually I go with butter. And then I go six eggs or five or six eggs and I go oregano, turmeric, uh, pepper. And then sometimes I'll add a little, um, uh, like parsley or whatever. And then I just make that and then add a little cheese, maybe put some hummus on top of that and I'm good to go. Easy. I love Easy eggs. Breakfast. I, lo- I love <laughs> eggs. And then, then, I, then my side dish is a cup of oatmeal um, with some blueberries and protein powder. So I have a pretty big breakfast every morning. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I legitimately get up in the morning and I'm excited to eat breakfast every morning. <laughs> I, I think we can, being like trainers, I think we all, yeah, we're yeah. all in the same yeah. boat, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so ne- uh, next question is, what is your favorite episode of Star Wars? Episode? Oh, yeah. Strike One. Empire. Empire Strikes Back. It's still okay. like I, I mean, I saw Rogue One. I like, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, uh, but yeah, Empire for me is still maybe it's just because I'm a traditionalist. But uh, you know, Empire to me is still like the that's the that that's the litmus test for for every Star Wars episode that comes out. I think that's so the limit. Sure. I'm not it's, you. It's, the it's the, no, I I concur. So Empire Strikes Back goes. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I would, uh, I, I would bet ninety five percent of Star Wars geeks would say that. If not more, <laughs> they'll, they'll, go, they'll go Empire, and then then it then it becomes like and, a clusterfuck of arguments. I mean, but. And I actually like like it's it's hard to differentiate them now. So what is Episode Three? Like it was Revenge of the Sith. Um, I actually yeah. like that. I thought it was cool. Um, there's obviously like yeah. battle scenes and stuff like that. that Out of rich. the prequels, that's the one I like the most. I yeah, despise sure. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones was Attack terrible. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. Um, so, which Phantom is... Menace, I'm not. Like, Phantom Menace, I'm like, I didn't hate. You know, I wasn't like, oh my god, this is horrible. Um, but cause, because it had Darth Maul, and Darth Maul made it totally cool, yeah. worth it. But the kid got um, annoying. But, so, yeah. but Attack of the Clones <laughs> is garbage. It's like, that's by far like way yeah, nothing could get worse than that. <laughs> yeah, for me, number three, the way it just it just it was like when I when you watched it, you were just like, oh my god, that's it! Like it all came together. That that's yeah. why that's why for me, I prefer three. But yeah, over five, and then it goes like four, six, whatever. But and we could be here again. again we could be here another hour. But the the, the only issue I, I liked Rogue One, but the the issue that I I, the the only issue I took from it was the ending. Uh, I understood. Obviously, oh. I knew I knew all the story, and I knew what was going to happen. I knew what was happening. So, kind of spoiler alert: it's been out for three weeks. You've, it, yeah, yeah, It's it's your fault if you haven't seen it yet. Clearly, um, yeah. But, but when it's the Disney got too much of a hold on at the end. Personally, I feel that everybody because I had no there was no reason for. Uh, Jin and what's his face to go down next to the the water and just stay there. Um, I didn't understand why they had to go down there to die, and they couldn't have just stayed where they were. Um, it was all yeah. their kind of romantic setting and all this kind of stuff, and yeah, that's it. Kind of was like ah, brilliant. Okay, you, you could well, you could tell you could tell that the whole film was done by a separate production company. Yeah, like, you could just tell it was done differently, <laughs> and you could just tell from the from the straight off it was just there was something not right about it. I don't know what it was. Like, I liked Honestly, it. I wouldn't go back and watch it again. It, but it I will good. say, like, if all the if all the non uh, if, I don't know what the appropriate term is here, but the, yeah, you have the main Star Wars story, and this this is the first one that was like yeah. the non yeah. uh, traditional you know episode. I would say, like, if if moving forward, if the rest of them are like this one, I'd be down with that. Like, it was a good movie. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't dislike it. I mean, there are elements of it. I was like, ah, you know, I could do without that. But, but it was. I thought it was well made. Um, 
it wasn't overly CGI heavy. Like I thought the, the final 30 minutes was awesome. Um, no, the, the, the beach, the beach, uh, environment was kind of a cool, it was kind of cool to see the, the, the at ats in there. And like, it, it, I don't know, I, 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 if all of them are, are, are on par with that moving forward, um, I'd be cool with that. Happy, yeah. All right. So last question. And I've just come up with it just thinking through Tony's work. Um, and you have to pick one and we'll leave on that bombshell. I think will be Tony, if you had to use the ideals of um, these training methods, you had to pick one and you have to pick one. Who would you use or what would you use? So Tracy Anderson, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, functional patterns or a BOSU ball? I go with a BOSU ball. BOSU ball, there, there we, we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we, uh, obviously we'll invite Tony on to talk about Tracy Anderson functional patterns in the future. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, if anybody wants to just research those three things um there's plenty of stupid <laughs> things on the internet and that will be kind of that we can mm. we can but legitimately we can say tony general core um likes bosu balls and should yeah, you should use them it. for everything yeah go for it there's also there's also a video out there of me somewhere like uh stabbing a bosu ball <laughs> um we've we've uh, got like, our, wait, either way we've got our clickbait we, article yeah now. exactly uh, our headline. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right, cool. So I think we will wrap it there. I think uh, we owe Mr. Tony Jankor a massive thank you for coming oh, on. This is a pleasure. This is awesome. I loved it. Thank awesome. you so much, Tony. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely awesome. Um, so go check him out on social media. I'm sure probably you checked him out before we you checked me and Dan out. So that's absolutely fine. Um, <laughs> oh, so, well, uh, we did. <laughs> we checked him out before we checked ourselves exactly. out. Anyway, so, yeah. years, years ago. <laughs> So go go have a listen to any of the podcasts that also Tony's been on. He was uh, amazing to feature us on one of his uh, posts out. Uh, go read one of the things that I make sure I read is the things you should be reading while you're pretending to do work or yeah. you're on the toilet, right? So yeah. it's one of probably yeah. one of the best articles out there for fitness um, because you can straight in, refer, you get about five, six things just to go check out. It's really cool. It's easy. He's done the research for you. You don't have to click around. You've got something to read every <laughs> single day. So um yes. Awesome. Thanks for that, Tony. Keep putting out the good work and hopefully, well, we'll hopefully we'll talk to him again soon at some point. And um, I think that's a wrap. All right, guys. Thanks a lot.